This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 34. I'm Jim Garrity. Today's topic, consider delaying the production of high-value impeachment evidence until after the key witness has been deposed. All right, let's jump right in. Do you have video or audio evidence or other types of evidence that you'd like to hold back until a key opposing witness has been deposed about the incident or the matter that's depicted in the impeachment evidence? Maybe you think a plaintiff who claims an injury is exaggerating or has entirely concocted injuries, and you've caught them on tape, either at the moment of the accident or, for example, showing great mobility afterwards. Maybe your client audio taped a meeting or phone call of a witness and caught the adversary saying something that completely undermines the position they've taken in the case. If you have evidence that serves a powerful impeachment purpose, consider objecting to paper discovery that would pull within the scope your impeachment evidence, or consider seeking a protective order and getting explicit court approval to withhold the impeachment evidence after the deposition of the key witness. It's something to think about. We live in a surveillance society. Our movements everywhere are caught on video, either by public or private sector cameras. And it seems like everyone is taping conversations these days, so lots of evidence is being created that could have great impeachment value. So there are cases that say you can withhold evidence until after an adversary's deposition that is either purely for impeachment or that chiefly serves an impeachment purposes. In other words, withholding evidence from a witness pending their deposition is a principle that applies where the evidence is primarily of impeachment value and is not simply substantive evidence that tends to prove or disprove an element of a claim or defense. Obviously, if this principle weren't restricted to impeachment value evidence only, then the parties would have no reason to produce anything at any point. I've cited a half dozen or so cases in the show notes, so check those out and use them as your starting point for your research. Very important to be thorough here because the courts are divided on when and to what extent evidence can be withheld until after a key witness for an adversary has been deposed. In a June 2020 decision, Dura versus Bowling Green, you'll find that in the show notes, a federal judge in Florida addressed this issue in a personal injury case that had been removed to federal court on diversity grounds. There, the plaintiff allegedly tripped and fell on a sidewalk that was owned, maintained, controlled by the defendant. So the plaintiff sues for personal injuries, and the plaintiff sought video of her fall from the defendant in a request for production. So what does the defendant say? It says, well, we're not going to produce this until after we depose your client. Obviously, that didn't sit well with plaintiff's counsel, so they file a motion seeking an order compelling production of the video before the plaintiff has to be deposed. Now, on the facts before the court in this case, in the Dura decision, the judge ultimately decided in favor of the defendant, saying that it could withhold the video of the accident until after the plaintiff was deposed. But even so, the judge did acknowledge a split of authority on this issue, saying that some judges take the position that this kind of evidence is substantive. Some say that accident footage, for example, has strong impeachment value and others say it serves both purposes and that it's simply fact-dependent. So the judge in Dura says to the defense, you can withhold this until after the plaintiff is deposed, noting that by delaying production of the video, its impeachment value is preserved, and that by requiring production after the deposition, the broader principles of discovery are also preserved. 
But to illustrate how courts split down the middle on this issue, take a look at the Muzarif case. I've also cited that in the show notes. Like the Dura decision, this one involved a slip and fall accident that allegedly occurred on the defendant's property. So same general fact pattern, but very different outcome. In the second case, the judge ruled the opposite, saying the videotape at issue depicts the incident giving rise to the plaintiff's complaint. While it could be offered for impeachment value, the primary evidentiary value of such a tape is enough proof of the underlying facts surrounding the incident. Therefore, the judge said the videotape should be produced to the plaintiff prior to the deposition. There, it seemed like the judge is essentially saying, look, the plaintiff is suing about an accident where the plaintiff was present. That's what this case is about. So this video isn't really the stuff chiefly of impeachment. Well, you could go either way on this, just like the judges did, but that's an example uh, that illustrates the importance of making sure you understand how the courts have ruled in your jurisdiction. All right, let's talk about some practice pointers on this issue. To figure out whether you have a basis to withhold evidence, either by objecting in responses to written discovery or by seeking a protective order, ask the following questions. Number one, does the evidence in question that you want to withhold until after you depose a key witness really serve the exclusive or overriding purpose of impeachment? In some cases, the answer to that is very clear. Conversely, is it really substantive evidence that tends to prove or disprove an essential element of a claim or defense? Maybe the videotape just shows the location of various buildings or a sidewalk before and after, whatever. That would tilt toward an obligation to produce prior to the deposition. Maybe if the video shows exactly how an accident occurred, it would be a waste of time to withhold because that might trigger the need for a second deposition of the same witness. All right, point three, has the opposing witness, the one that you want to withhold the production of the impeachment evidence from before deposition, already staked out a position on the subject of the impeachment evidence? In other words, for example, if it's a video and the opposing party has already testified about the incident or has given a statement to the police or given a statement to a workers' comp adjuster, then there may be no need to quote unquote trap the witness in a deposition before you produce the impeachment evidence. That was a point made by the federal judge in the Dura case. So if there are other statements already in existence that could be used for strong impeachment purposes, there may be less compelling reasons for withholding a video, for example, until after the deposition. Practical question number four, is there a specific legitimate reason to believe that the witness in question would testify falsely? If given a chance to review the audio, video, whatever it is, before their deposition. In some cases, there will be indications that a given witness will tailor their testimony to the impeachment evidence if given the opportunity. And if that's true in your case, that obviously tilts in favor of withholding. Practical question number five, which way do the judges lean in your jurisdiction? What do the cases in your jurisdiction say? You've got to make sure you know that before you stake out a position one way or the other. Question number six, What's the best way to approach this if you choose to withhold evidence? Can you simply object to a pending request for production or interrogatory by saying that your client has evidence pertinent to the incident and responsive to the discovery request, but is choosing to withhold it pending the deposition of a key witness? Or should you file a motion with the court to get the court's seal of approval in withholding that evidence? I certainly don't recommend serving responses as if the evidence doesn't exist at all and then disclosing it only after the deposition. 
No surprise there. That's likely to get you into serious trouble with the judge. But if you do disclose it in your discovery responses, the existence of impeachment evidence, and you indicate that you plan to withhold it, then it may be your adversary's obligation to bring the matter for a court ruling if it doesn't want the deposition to proceed without the impeachment evidence. And finally, practice question number seven on this issue. If you're the party seeking production of purported impeachment evidence, there are two things you're going to want to do. First, you're going to want to file a motion to compel if the opposition has made it clear it has that evidence in its discovery responses and that it's withholding them pending deposition of your witness. And you're going to want to get a court order on that. Second, you're going to want to force your opponent's hand by making them declare either in amended discovery responses or in papers with the court in opposition to your motion to compel, whether they will be using the evidence exclusively for impeachment purposes or for anything that goes beyond that. Obviously, if it's for a broader use, that starts to tilt a pendulum in your favor in terms of production before the depositions, because that's the dividing line. Is it chiefly or exclusively for impeachment purposes, or does it have clear substantive value? That's the Bashir case in the show notes. All right, that's it for today. Be sure you check out the cases and that you thoroughly research the issue in your jurisdiction, because obviously withholding evidence may sit very poorly with a judge unless you are on solid legal grounds. If you're not sure, object to the discovery explicitly. If you're the one holding the apparent impeachment evidence, say so in your discovery responses to make it clear that you have evidence that you're disclosing the existence of, but not producing until after the deposition. Or seek the protective order. Get the ruling ahead of time before the depositions. There's plenty of law on this, so you're going to have legitimate arguments to make either way. And I think it's better to get that ruling, whether you are seeking the evidence or seeking to withhold it, to avoid a real hornet's nest of issues afterwards. Interesting issue. All right. Thanks again for listening. And as always, be sure to check out the book on which this podcast is based, 10,000 Depositions Later, the premier litigation guide for superior deposition practice, available on Amazon and just about everywhere else you get your books.